0: It's time for Ask Dale Anything, the show that answers your most perplexing questions with profound answers from one of the top transformational teachers and leaders on the planet, Dale Halloway. I'm your host, Mickey Manning, Dale's left-hand person, as I like to call it, and I've never heard a question that he can't answer. He's been doing this for over 40 years now, and he truly has an answer that's profound and helpful on any topic. So with that, let's get into today's question all right dale well i have got a very interesting question for you this is from rachel in northern california and you know before we get started with rachel's question i do want to remind everyone of our best question bonus giveaway this is an ongoing drawing where all you have to do is send in your question to us to be answered on air, and you will automatically get entered into our best question bonus giveaway for an opportunity to win one of Dale's transformational courses. And for those of you that are regular listeners to our our show here, uh, you've heard all of the winners that we've already had. So you know, it's a win win, you send your question in, you get it answered, get some great advice, you help other people, and you could win. A transformational course from Dale that could impact your life for the better forever. So with that, let's get into oh, and I don't know if I mentioned the website. You send your question to AskDale at askdaleanything.com That's dale at askdaleanything.com. I'm sorry if I didn't mention the email address that is. So anyway, with that now.
1: That was that? That was funny.
0: <laughs> that was fun. well. Thank you. <laughs> totally here for your entertainment.
1: <laughs> Hi, well, thank you very much because that uh, I was entertained. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. All right, Dale. Well, hopefully you find this question. I know you're going to love this question actually because this yeah. is a topic that you love to talk about. But it's perplexing. It's a mystery for other people, and it's always fascinating to hear you delve into. So I'm excited for this question. All right, here we go. From Rachel in Northern California. She says, my good friend died three days ago. The next day he came to me in the middle of the day. I felt heat on my neck and shoulder behind me. He noticed I could see him and he started communicating with me. At first he laughed as soon as he could see that I saw him. He Uh, whoopsie, he, how he laughed that this was also amazing to be taking place. I literally hadn't seen or talked to this friend in a few years. Uh, she says, I have never had this type of an experience before, but I trusted it. He then gave me a message to give to his daughter, showing me a silver ring with a small blue stone. I sent a text to the mother explaining what I was shown, and she confirmed that she had taken her daughter to buy this ring to help her through this experience. I have chills just reading this, Dale. She asked me to proceed and deliver the message, which I did. So my question is, is this physical heat common for the energy signature that you have spoken of before?
1: Uh, Yes, it is. It's very common. Um, What happens is when someone uh, successfully exits their physical body at the point of their physical death, um, depending on how well the transition goes, if the transition's a little on the smoother, faster, easier side, then what's going to happen, they're going to move into their um, energy body and their energy body at that stage of their journey is going to be very much, in fact, it'll be like a duplicate. It'll look like a duplicate to that of what the physical body looked like, Uh, shape, size, all those types of things. And so, but in this case, that heat, especially on that part of your body, Rachel, at the back of your neck, so in the back of your neck, so, you know, your whole neck area represents your communication center energetically. So you can start to see the magic here. So your dear friend who had passed three days ago uh, was able to successfully exit uh, his body, uh, most certainly moved into his energetic body, and which then again, like I said, becomes a duplicate of your physical body, or in this case, his physical body. And he was able to not just connect with you, but he was able to communicate to you by using the backside of your communication center. In other words, where you would least expect it. It would be like you wouldn't even see this coming. It would just kind of, you know, gently come up behind you and then it would surprise you uh, because you recognized rather quickly that it was him and you couldn't deny that. It was undeniable for you, it, and that's because the signature, his energetic signature that you've heard me speak on before, um, it's very unique. It's There's no two energetic signatures that are alike uh, here in this universe. Every signature is unique to that individual soul, and so, yes, that's what you were feeling, But then you also had an experience where you were able to see him. And of course, what you were seeing was that energetic body. Uh, But then you also got the message, a message that he was coming to you with to communicate. So he was communicating a message to you by using and coming to that of your own communication energy center. I refer to this as the fifth energy center. We have a, um, a course on our online learning platform called The Greater Self Awakening. The Greater Self Awakening. And in that course, part of that course, not the whole of the course, but a significant significant part of that course is where the students or participants are introduced to uh, these energy centers that make up your physical form. And one of them is this communication uh, energy center that sits literally right around the throat area, across the shoulder line. And so it doesn't surprise me at all that your friend was able to find your center rather quickly and then begin to share that message with you by communicating directly into your communication center. You were aware enough, you were sensitive enough to be able to actually hear, receive, and even feel the message. Um, And you did, and then of course you followed through on it.
0: Wow. You know, Dale, this is always such a fascinating topic to me. And it's something that I've heard you talk in in depth and in detail about. And as a matter of fact, you have a story about um, death, not only your your you talk about your death in your new book that's coming out, but also um, the deaths of your parents and you really related a lot of the mysteries around death. And I wanted to bring this up and have you touch on this. Um, And then I want to share a story briefly before we get to that, where I was in the hospital room for a friend, and I could see a woman in the in the corner, his father was in the process of dying in that room. And I could see a woman sitting in a chair in the corner. And I described her to him. And he said that was that was his mother. And so the wife had come to the husband. And It was like, I could see it plain as day. So in hearing the story of Rachel's, it reminded me of that moment because I'd never experienced anything like that. It was like, she was physically there in the room. And so I wanted to see if you could touch on that, but then also share some of what you do in your book, Transform Your Destiny, surrounding, you know, this topic of death and this, um, you know, as people are preparing to cross over some of the things that come up because you just, you, you did so eloquently in the book. So could you just please take a moment to kind of go into this topic a little bit more from this point of view?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, what's so wonderful here is when someone has their own death experience or physical death where they actually die, they, they take their last breath and then they successfully cross, um, all kinds of potential becomes released at that point. Uh, and one of the most obvious pieces of potential is that if this is a loved one, them reaching out to other loved ones to first and foremost, let them know that they are alive and well. That even though their physical body no longer um, is available or no longer is here, it's, it's it, it, it has died, but they themselves are um, are not dead they are alive and well and not only are they alive and well but they they feel a lot lighter they feel freer maybe even happier um, more at peace with themselves Um, and out of all of this the this experience that they're having often uh, falls on the um the secondary experience which is i want to reach out to my loved ones i want to get through to my loved ones I wanna communicate with them that first and foremost, I'm okay, I'm okay and I'm alive and well. And that whatever it is that they might have as a message for us, whatever it is that they might have as a as something to further support us and maybe our grieving, then that's where they're gonna go. And they're gonna go there rather quickly because the last thing they want at that juncture is to see you grieve maybe for too long period of a time, for example. Um, They obviously understand grieving. It's a part of life and most certainly is a part of, you know, whenever we experience a death in this way, but they don't want you to get swallowed up in it either. They want you to know what it is they want you to know ultimately. So you can move forward with your life. That that's the, the deeper, greater intention here. And it it happens quickly, or they, they come into an awareness of it like almost immediately. And so when it comes to their loved ones that were left behind, so to speak, They want to get that message across as soon as they can, as effectively as they can, so that their loved ones can do what they need to do in terms of their grieving, but then get on with their life, move forward with their life, because that's exactly what the loved one that's now crossed over, that's what they're going to do. Because they're now they have an awareness of where they're to be going next, right? And next in terms of their soul's evolution. And so, anyhow, so there's that. When you walk into a room and someone is possibly getting ready to die, Um, then you also have uh, escorts. Uh, You have greeters, in other words, usually family or loved ones, somebody that's very dear to us, that basically uh, gets the call prior to you taking your last breath. And so they're on standby. They're basically waiting Ready for this moment that is now getting ready to happen. And so, in that, you can have an experience like you did, Mickey, where you could literally see the mother of this person uh, sitting on the chair. And, you know, and now what's unique about those types of experiences is that there's no expectation. Uh, you didn't write it on your day timer early that morning, like when I walk in the hospital room, I'm going to meet this person's mother today. And, and she's going to be sitting in a chair off in the corner of the room. There, there's no warning. There, there's, there's nothing. It happens 100% spontaneously. Um, as in like your experience where you walk in the room and at some point, all of a sudden, bam, you just, you spotted her. And uh, and sometimes they want you to see them. Other times you could care less whether you see them. Wow. Um, the bottom line is they know why they're there. They're there to support. They're there to assist. In this case, they're there to provide the escort. Uh, the escort from this world, meaning the 3D world, the physical world, to that of the next world. And so they're there to basically greet them uh, and greet them with great joy and great patience and great love and, and uh, great peace. And then basically help them come over to the other side and and then in that, they help to kind of indoctrinate them, get them a little more acquainted to make that whole transition smoother, more graceful, you see. And so in this case, you got to see it because uh, she was sitting there waiting. That's what right. was going on. She was sitting there waiting. The When they come, in order for them to come, there's things that they've got to do as well. So... Um, There's a veil, like you could say, like a a curtain that stands between us and this other world. Um, The Native American Indians would call it the river, right? There's a river um, that makes up this veil, right? This veil, which creates this uh, wall of separation, if you will, um, that we don't have access to that world, And that world, for the most part, doesn't have access to us um, for all kinds of reasons. But in that, what happens, because in order for them to come and, say, be the escort in this case, be the greeter, they've got to come and they've got to literally touch this veil. They've got to touch it because they're the ones that are there to, again, they're there. The moment that transition begins, they, they are there. They've already been there, who knows, maybe for in linear time, at least hours, maybe even a couple of days. They've been there. They, they are ready, wow. right? They are clearly ready. And um, so, but because they come so close to the veil and they're some with some of them, their energies can be very intense in a healthy way. Intense meaning like they're they're intensely excited to see their loved one again. They're intensely excited out of service to be able to do this for their loved one. Um, so some, with some, their intensity, shall we say, is stronger than maybe somebody else. Uh, another soul, and that intensity can literally penetrate the veil. If it penetrates the veil and you, and and I know you would be receptive to this sort of thing. So somebody who's receptive to this could literally get a glimpse because their intensity is penetrating the veil where they're already in the room. And they're just, they're just waiting. They're just waiting because they're right there to, to perform the greeting. Um, so their intensity is strong enough to penetrate the veil. And then your receptivity to something like this is also strong enough to be able to get a glimpse of it. And usually it's just a glimpse. It's it's not a long lived type thing right. or right. It, it's just a glimpse. Like it all it can all happen. Like in three seconds or less and where your awareness uh or or your cells shall i say your cells that make up your physical form just get flooded with this pure awareness of this being that's actually sitting in the room that's right up in the veil Mm. and with their intensity penetrating the veil because (laughs) again they're genuinely excited um and uh, they know that this is going to be of assistance but they're also excited to see their loved one again in this way so
0: that makes sense yeah uh, totally makes sense because they i mean i feel like i was even just there to be supportive of this experience that was happening like we're no longer friends we i helped them get the uh power of attorney for the dad while he was in the process of dying i actually told them that i could see her i mean i didn't know any better at the time and it really brought them comfort because the dad like knew he she was waiting and so i feel like i truly was like the messenger and that was all i was meant to be was to be there to assist it's not like i had any experience in that i just like because all divine timing so mm-hmm. i so appreciate your explanation because i mean it was it's like clear as day when i think about it now but just nothing like that's ever happened to me before
1: yeah they're 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 really sacred experiences no they're 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 definitely special there's no doubt about it um, wow. And, but they're also natural, they're natural, they're organic, they're divine, they're all those things, you know, and yeah, in the course of a lifetime, you might experience it, you know, maybe a handful of times, uh, maybe only one time. I mean, many people go through an entire lifetime and they never experience such a thing.
0: Wow. You know, it's special. It, Thank yeah. you for that. No, that's yeah, amazing. I,
1: no <laughs> it is. It's, it's really, it's, it's just a really awesome, beautiful thing wow. for all parties, considering all parties, um, and so you know, because it is so remarkably supportive, you know, in that regard. Right. Um, but then it also does other things. It it also confirms, and you know whether you need a confirmation or not. It confirms that there is there is another life. It com- it confirms that you know people don't die. It, it 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 validates. Yes, their body died, but they the they that lived in that body, the the soul or even the fragment of that soul that lived in that body, that, that does not die. And so it confirms that. So that's part of another way that the divine can support us to help us remember that, um, you know, you know, a couple of things, first of all, we don't die. Um, And even though we can physically have a death, we can also have a transformational death, an energetic death, another conversation perhaps for another time. Well, actually in the book, uh, Transform Your Destiny, I I touch on transformational deaths uh, in the book as a way to help educate people like what that is, what that might look like. It's a very common part, uh, significant part of one's deeper transformational journey. In other words, once you start accessing those levels of depth, it's just a question of time, it's gonna happen. Um, And so, but to understand that, to get a deeper understanding of it, so you don't number one freak out, or number two you try to resist it, right? Because that's that's not going to be helpful uh, in that type of a scenario. So, but the other piece is too. It confirms that not only does life go on, it confirms that the the divine is always here. The divine is always here. It's always it's got everything worked out. Always, it's always got everything worked out. Like. You know, when you get to experience this, you you have some kind of an experience. And sometimes these types of experiences leave people in awe. But they're in awe by the divine. They're in awe by the way it's all set up that we are not alone. We are not alone. Even though many of us can feel alone, we can even get stuck in that feeling of alone and live there for years on end. Right, a very painful way to exist. But even with that feeling of feeling alone, we're really not alone. Right, there's always somebody in our world of physical form that somehow, someway is looking out for us, whether we can see it or not. There's also someone on the other side. I say someone. I'm speaking conservatively right now. It could be five individuals on the other side that you know always have your back. They've been commissioned by the divine. They've been commissioned by God to have your back, right. to watch out over you, right. so that if you're about to make a serious boo-boo, somehow, some way, they're going to get in there and intervene, and if they can't intervene because you will not allow it, the intervention to happen, and then you go do the boo-boo, and then you're about to do something really stupid on the other side of the boo-boo, then that's when they come in, and somehow, someway, they can, again, extend even more support. Showing one more time that they've got your back, showing you one more time that you're being watched over in the best of ways, in a in a way that truly is divine. So that's another thing that comes out of these types of experiences when this sort of thing happens this is like a near death experience. You know, anybody that's had a real uh, near death experience often will come back and they're just they're in awe of their experience, partly because. Somehow, some way, the divine was able to once again endorse or support, confirm, validate. I'm here, been here all along. You just couldn't see it. You couldn't feel it. And if we were to go one step further, we would say, because of the way you've been living your life lately. Everything always comes back to the way we live our life. It's probably one of my most profound teachings. Takes a while to wrap your brain around it. I get it. But it's one of the most profound teachings. Everything will come back to the way you and I live our life. Everything. So, if you want things to really level up, if you want to really transform your destiny, right, again, to really examine how you are living your life in current time and where is it in the way that you're living your life in current time, are you perhaps being called to change?
0: beautifully said you know you go into this these topics that you just mentioned in further detail in your book that we have mentioned here um it transform your destiny that is coming out in uh, july so depending on when you're listening to this podcast this is uh, July 2022, so right around the corner from right now when we're mentioning it, but by the time you hear this, it may already be out, and you you guys got just, there's so many incredible things in relation to what Dale's talking about that are in this book and how you lived your life, how you can up-level your life and live a better life and, and truly change the trajectory of your soul's destiny, and that's why we're truly here. Dale goes into that too, so all these things are in this book and you can check it out at transformyourdestinybook.com. You can get a free sample of the book, peruse the table of contents and see what's coming in this incredible book. You can also pre-order it. There's some special offers there that you can check out, but you can pre-order your book just to make sure you get your copy before it sells out like his last book did. (laughs) But while you're there, check out the table of contents, because what Dale's talking about here, he touches on death in several different ways. But as he said, it's about the way you're living your life. And Dale, I just have to say what you just said in describing these things that happened to Rachel and then myself, we were witness to that transformation of changing form and to really see that and you know you're so right people do forget that we are just changing forms we don't die Mm -hmm. and i'm so happy to have heard you say this in this way because it really brought me a lot of comfort and i hope it does to the listeners that are hearing this as well
1: yeah i'm sure it will i mean it's uh uh death in my view um, is one of those misunderstood topics on planet earth. Like almost like it's been done purposely to keep the higher education of death, what death is and the significance of death and the many different levels of death and the teachings within death and how it directly relates to life and the teachings within life and how it directly relates to death. And, um, I mean, I get godbumps just even thinking about it. It's there's so much to learn. And I say so much to learn because that of these types of teachings, even though some of them uh, are imparted in you know uh, my newest book here, Transform Your Destiny. But the reality is to that, is as you know, Mickey, uh, I've said now for the last couple of years um one of my books in the not too distant future is going to be specifically on death and death only and um no. and the reason why is because you know as i travel from one city or one place to another place and working with people when it comes to death people can literally freak out around death people are so terrified of death uh, people are afraid of the way they're going to die i mean I, I, the way they're going to die i could go on i've I've helped process so many people now over the decades just around this subject alone. And that's why I was able to tap into what's really been going on here. Uh, We just, we lack the understanding of what death is. And it's usually not until when somebody's coming to their death, should should it be a more of a natural type death, uh, meaning it's not a car accident and they die in a car accident, uh, but some kind of a more natural physical oriented death and they're starting to approach that doorway, you know, that's when the person will start asking questions. Sometimes their questions are very deep and quite profound. Other times their questions are very shallow. They don't even know what to even ask. They're, again, it's such a lack of understanding of this particular part of our life's journey, which is death. And so, anyhow, that's something that uh, you can probably tell I'm a little excited about. I've I've been teaching on this for some time now and I also have a lot of experience in this area of my journey and um, working with death uh, throughout my life. And, and um, I just know it'll help a lot of people. And just like you just said that, you know, when you start to tap into the truth around a subject like this, that very seldom is even talked about because people are afraid to talk about it. I remember not long ago, I was with somebody that was very dear to me, or and still is dear to me, and uh, you know, um, and one of their parents was on the verge of, or at least it appeared like on the verge, that they were going to die, and I went ahead and slipped, and I mentioned the word death or die, and I mean, they literally had a flip out because somehow they thought if we talk about that word their parents are going to drop dead like that quick. Oh my, wow. Now, nothing can be further from the truth because the parent didn't drop dead, even though I said the word death or die or whatever the exact word was or a couple of words that I used that day. And, but it just shows the fear, the fear. Um, you know, I was really surprised when that happened because I would never ever have expected that this would come in this way. But since that, that was many, many years ago that happened. And since then, I've had a couple other encounters like that, where, I mean, you can't even talk about death. It's like how some people are with sex. You can't even talk about sex. It's a taboo subject, or it's been a taboo subject, shall I say, on the planet for some time. Mm -hmm. And so, but yet it's such a powerful subject, because just like we were focused on there, you know, either with you and then with Rachel, right? It's... It can be so comforting and so reassuring to the person that's on this side of the veil, right here physically. And because you can tell when you're in the presence of somebody who's speaking the truth, you just start to resonate with it. It just starts to ring true. That's that's what that means. This rings true for me. This this resonates with me. I wanna hear more what he or she has to say because whatever he or she is saying right now, it is the absolute truth, right? And so and there's a lot of truth, so to speak, around this amazing uh, experience that we all have known as death. Yeah. Um, and again, it's not just the physical death. There's other ways in how we die as well, more on an energetic level. It's another reason why I want to come out with a book specifically on death is to help people to better understand it energetically now transform your destiny is going to open up that doorway for you no doubt about it as you've already said mickey but it's just going to be a door opener just as a way to see if you resonate with this and if you do then just know there will be another book that will come out somewhere on our future timeline here that'll that'll be the primary focus of that particular
0: book Oh, that is a, a definitely a much needed book. And, you know, it's interesting when you go back and look at our podcast episodes, we have touched on the topic of death in in multiple different ways. I mean, we get questions mm-hmm. on, a, on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. So you can just look at the podcast topics we've had, and you can see how how much this is a needed book to be written. So I'm excited to hear you say that, Dell. It's, it's yeah, definitely no. something that is a mystery to most people or taboo, like you said.
1: Yeah, no, well, well said. And thanks for reminding me. Reminded me even of that in terms of the episodes that we've already done. But what's interesting, as you just said, the response that we get, like people are hungry for this. They are ready for this they don't want it they want to stay in the dark about this anymore. Because it is a real part of our lives. And to just deny it and pretend like it's not a real part when in fact it is a real part that in itself could cause a whole nother problem that we currently don't even have.
0: (laughs) Very, very good point. I didn't realize how fortunate I am to have come from the family that I have because my mother did a lot of grievance counseling. You know, she was a minister mm, and a counselor, yeah. and so the topic of death for us it was much more of like a celebration of life. And yeah. I, it, it's interesting to hear about these people that death is so taboo because it, it was a common topic in our household just because of what my mother did and you know how she helped people. But you know, in thinking about that. It reminded me of um, one of the people uh, that come to your seminars who recently had a passing of their father, and I remember they came to you and asked for advice in, you know, how to how to talk to that person that's in the process of dying and how to, how to be with them. And, you know, while we're on this topic, mostly we've talked about someone who's passed and, you know, when we become like kind of a a figure for helping bring that person that's left behind comfort, but can you just touch on, um, some things to comfort the process for the person who is in the process of dying, or maybe for that person that is you know, watching their loved one die. Um, what are some words that you could share with them that might help comfort them?
1: Well, there's a couple things just off the top that you want to have some level of awareness around. And one is, is that is there anything else that maybe they want to speak on? Is there anything else that they wanna say or share? You know, that could be anything from, I just love you so much, I'm so proud of you, or when we did this together way back when, meaning they, a great memory comes up for them. Uh, or maybe they have an apology to offer you for something that they've been holding themselves in judgment for, for the last period of time. Um, so it, it, what it does, it opens up a channel. It opens up a channel to release something to release something that they're potentially holding on to inside. And that something, again, could be positive or negative, right? Not negative as in bad, negative, just negative, meaning maybe there is something that they feel really guilty about in, in light of an experience they had with you or something that they feel maybe they caused, maybe they caused an extra pain for you and they know they caused an extra pain for you and they never apologized for it. Um, or they haven't told you I love you enough and they just want to say it again. Whatever that is, what that does, when you do that, it's going to cause them to move some energy, whatever those thoughts and feelings are that they're holding on to inside. And that's going to be a healthy thing for them when it comes to that moment of transition. Um, now, it's possibly also going to move you, too. It's going to move you, and and you want to be aware of this. I mean, it's going to move you emotionally. and. Uh, And maybe that's why you don't do these types of things, because maybe you're afraid of your own emotions. Maybe you're afraid of your own feelings. Maybe you don't know how to even be with your own feelings. So therefore, talk about again, another taboo subject taboo. I'm going to stay away from even asking those types of questions, because if my parent or my loved one happens to say something like what Dale's even suggesting here today, um, that might be too much for me. I might really lose it emotionally. And meaning my emotions take over and I'm no longer even in control of my own emotions anymore. So you also want to be aware of that, too. Um, But simply know that by doing this or something like this, uh, number one will be of some benefit to them. Uh, Number two, it'll be a benefit to you because maybe some of those things are being spoken somehow, some way, if not today, while they're being spoken somewhere down the way, you'll play them back over again in your head. And maybe that's when you get the more, uh, that level of profundity that really strikes your, the cells in your physical body. Like, whoa, like when my dad said that, that dad didn't realize what he was really saying. Or when my, when my mom said that, I didn't realize what she was really saying. Oh my gosh. And then maybe that becomes your moment where you get really emotional and, and you really feel into it and, and have some kind of a, ultimately a, a beautiful and, and even freeing experience. For you. Um, and that's maybe what it was intended to do from the very beginning, from your loved one who's getting ready to cross. So that's the starter. Next to that, uh, what you can do is um, approach the subject. And I mean, beyond making sure that your loved one is being cared for properly and, uh, you know, as they're getting ready to take their last breath, but you approach the subject around. Maybe even death, um, and you know, hey, Dad, how are you feeling right now? How are you feeling? Um, you know, I remember, w- you know, with my mom when she passed, and it was the last four days of her life, and and um, uh, she lived in a different country than that of where I live today, and so when we flew in uh, on the day number four leading up to her actual physical death you know she was hanging on she was hanging on like in other words she made a decision she was not going to die until we got there and so you know when i got there at some point i asked her you know how are you feeling about what's happening her exact words is i'm ready to go i mean she was i mean she knew at that point her, the time was up. It was time to go. And all she was waiting for was basically me to walk into that room. And, and so, and once that happened and the rest of the family was all, I mean, everybody was all there. And once that happened, everything just began like literally within, I don't know, three minutes of me walking into the room. And so in the next four days, we went on a journey together. That was just phenomenal, just absolutely phenomenal. And, um, You know, my family, well, parts of my family went really unconscious. They really numbed themselves out with their own drug of choice. They couldn't deal with those emotions that were coming up for them while this whole facilitation was going on and helping to really prep her properly so she could have a rather quick and graceful and successful transition. And so, but the point is, uh, as soon as she, she, she knew and so just that question alone allowed her to acknowledge it, that I'm ready to go. I'm ready. In fact, and then on the heels of that, she said, her other words were, were let's do this. Oh, wow. Right. And that was on the evening of the fourth day before she took her last breath, you know. And so, um, so sometimes it happens that way. Other times it, it happens the opposite to that. And the person will say, I'm, I'm so scared, I'm so scared. You know? and, then those, and then maybe for the first time in their entire life, like, where do you think you go?" go? Like, and they start going and, and um, uh, I mean, I've even had religious people who you know, are just wonderfully religious people. You know, they believe in God, they believe in Jesus, they believe in Buddha or, or whatever. And all of a sudden they're having a moment. And of course what that is, their fear inside, their fear inside has been activated. And so at least in my world, that needs to be addressed. And if somebody's in the room that knows what's really going on and has the consciousness to address that, then you're you're doing your loved one a huge favor in those types of settings. And you'll know when you've completed that because all of a sudden your loved one just settles down, settles down into the reality that their death is now coming upon them. So they start to accept it. They start to work with it. They start to flow with it. Um, And again, you'll see it. They just start to calm down in the best of ways and so there's um it's in this with your loved one by you doing those two things let's say or three things meaning that second thing being to make sure they're cared for properly and the needs are being met and 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 so on um, but then beyond that to you know what do you want to say to them what do you want to say I mean, the reality now is coming. What do you want to say? What do you want your father to know now? What do you want him to know? What do you want your mother to know? From your heart to their heart, what do you really want them to know? And to be able to share that um, with them can be a wonderful experience for them. And it can be an incredible experience for you. Because again, you're releasing something. You're releasing something that's inside of you that maybe you've always wanted to say to your mom or dad or your brother or sister or whoever this person is that's dear to you, whatever that is. Maybe you want to thank them another you know, 15 times for something that they've done for you or maybe, maybe they've done many things for you. Whatever that is, this is your opportunity to do that. Um, that in itself can cause them, the one that's getting ready to die, it can cause them to get into that better feeling state as well that feeling state that you know just like when you say goodbye to somebody when, when you have a dear friend of yours or or yeah you know, somebody's just very important to you and you go and you hang with them for a while or it's time for you to part for a while i mean think of what happens when a soldier goes off to battle think of what happens to him or her and their family right at that point in time when they're about to leave. They're, they're now being deployed. And you don't even know if they're gonna come back. I mean, you are praying they're gonna come back. You're holding that space, you're gonna come back. And rightly so. But the bottom line is, you know, they're leaving and their deployment is such where you already know in advance they are going for six months, nine months, 12 months, whatever, they, whatever that might call for. So you know, at the very least, you're not gonna see them again. I mean, you can see them maybe through Zoom right, in, in, in our current time, but for the most part, physically, you're not going to see them, so just consider for a moment, okay, so you're not going to see them, so again, talk about like another um, energetic death, not a real death, but just an energetic like death-like experience, because in that moment, all of those feelings towards your loved one are going to come up, maybe not all of them, let me rephrase, maybe not all, of them, but some of them are going to come up for you, well, the question is, what are you going to do with those feelings in, in that type of scenario, you're going to hold them all within and not speak them out loud, not share them with your loved one. Um, I mean, you can do that. That is a choice. There's no doubt about it, but is that your best choice? Probably not probably better to share those feelings. Like how do you really feel about your husband? Who's a soldier? How do you feel about your wife? Who's a Marine? I mean, how do you really feel here about them now going for at least six months? Right. And of course, they too. Now, them, it's gonna be a little different because they're already probably kind of winding themselves up, so to speak, to where they gotta do something with their feelings when they get on the battlefield, as you can, uh, I'm I'm sure, well appreciate, which is gonna be very different when they're in the battlefield um, than that of when we're back at home um, in the privacy and the safety of our own home, where we still have the freedom to be able to feel whatever it is that we're currently feeling where they maybe don't have that exact same freedom or that same luxury, shall I say, when they're out on the battlefield or relatively close to the battlefield. Right.
0: So we've been talking about, you know, people that are living, let's wrap this up with, those final days or those first days after someone has crossed over and say somebody didn't get to say what they were feeling and you know i do recall that one of the people that you were speaking with um, on this topic you had brought up to them that they could still communicate with that person that had recently crossed over as they were still around so in let's uh, maybe since obviously, we started out with Rachel and this question about, you know, the message that she was given to give to the daughter. And that was just a few days after the the passing. Um, Can you wrap it up with that thought on, you know, being able to still communicate in those days following the passing of that person?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. Another important piece. The what happens when they have exited their physical form. So they hang out with us for a while. And in hanging out with us for a while, they're constantly communicating to us. Um, By the same token, just like they're communicating to us, whether it lands with us or not, because again, there's something we have to do also to be able to receive that communication. In Rachel's case, it happened naturally. It happened more organically. She's receptive enough and sensitive enough to pick up on it and dial into it. Um, But it also shows in Rachel's experience that three days later, here he is alive and well, and he's communicating with her, and she's open enough to be able to receive the communication. That also implies that the communication, remember, all communication goes in both directions, right? So in this case, at any point, you can do the exact same thing with your loved one. Now, are you gonna cross over to exactly where they are? No, but what you can do is you can communicate with them. Something as simple as, uh, you could be sitting in your living room and you might even get a sense that you think that they're they're standing behind you or off to the side of you, or maybe right in front of you, or maybe you get an inkling in your peripheral vision of them walking down the hallway that you just happen to catch, right? And then that alerts you to, oh my gosh, they're close. All right, so at that point, you can just talk to them. Talk to them as if they were sitting in your living room right next to you. So if there's something that maybe you didn't say that you really wanted to say, go ahead and now say it. If there's something you really wanted to know yet again, go ahead and say it yet again. If there's something you need to get off your chest, get it off your chest. If there's a question you have for them, present the question. And now remember, they're probably gonna be able to receive it, then they're gonna respond to that question. Now you gotta be open, you gotta be sensitive to going with whatever that answer is to your question that you've just presented to them. Quite frankly, you could be driving your automobile down the highway or down the interstate. And just like you would if you had a passenger in your car, you're driving down the highway at 65 miles an hour and you got a passenger in your car, I mean, do you stop talking, Uh right? No, of course not. You know, well, may, maybe you might have a little, uh, a couple of moments of silence between the two of you, um, but during parts of the trip, you're going to be talking to each other. Your partner or your friends going to speak to you, and you're going to speak back, and you know, you're going to have a conversation. Well, you could literally imagine that your loved one, who's in their process of crossing over, meaning they still have access to you, and you still have access to them, you can. Speak to them as if they were sitting in the front seat of your car or the back seat of your car um, and have a conversation. Hey, dad, there's something I've just, I just really want to get off my chest right now. There's something I've really been feeling I want to say to you. I woke up feeling this this morning and just say it out loud as if your dad or your mom or your brother or sister or your best friend or your lover or, or um, whoever sitting in the car with you as you're driving down the highway at 65 miles an hour um two things are going to happen when you do this and one is even if they're not actually in the car with you remember there's a period of time when they stay relatively close to you um and during that time uh you start speaking and your thoughts are really or pardon me your 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 words are really thoughts your your thoughts um, can transcend any kind of a linear barrier. So what that means is your thoughts communicate into more telepathic language, especially if your thought is rooted in emotion. And that just surpasses any, anything that has to do with our linear ways. And so your loved one could actually be with another family member while you are 25 miles away in physical distance, it doesn't matter that all of a sudden you start speaking to that loved one who's with another one of your family members on the other side of the city. And next thing you know, your loved one who has crossed over, um, hears you and they come to you. I mean, it can happen that fast. And so whatever you're saying out loud, and I often say it, it is a good practice, especially for the maybe first few weeks, even the first couple of months of when somebody passes on, that your connections with the loved one is you do it out loud. Now, if you're in, if you're in an elevator, a public elevator, no, you don't want to do it out loud there, especially if there's other people in the elevator with you, right? For the obvious reasons. Uh, but um, you know, whenever you can do it, the spoken out loud, that would be more benefit. It's actually more beneficial for you. If you could just do it in thought, they can pick it up. But the problem is most people, they have a difficult time really concentrating thought. Remember, Mickey, in your experience, when you walked into the room and you saw his mother, right? Well, she's obviously learned how to do this really well. She's learned how to do this really well, how to penetrate the veil. And that comes with skill. You don't just wake up one day and penetrate the veil. Um, (laughs) You know, you might remember the movie Ghost, yeah, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Back in the 80s there late eighties, I believe it was, or maybe early nineties. And uh, there's a scene that really depicts this really well, what I'm saying, where the person on the other side, uh, it's got a certain skill level now. And so he knows how to penetrate, where somebody who just makes it to the other side, the likelihood of them being able to penetrate is next to nil. It takes time because it becomes another skill uh, that gets developed over that time. So, but on our side, On this side, just know that when you're speaking the words out loud, it has a little more, um, or the odds have been increased for the penetration. For the penetration In other words, the words will be felt in a telepathic way to that of the loved one who's no longer in physical form. And then he or she will just simply respond to that once they pick up on that messaging. And next thing you know, you could very well find, like literally sense that they're like right behind you or right beside you, or they might respond back. And all of a sudden you get a thought, you you get a funny thought of your dad or a funny thought of your uh, loved one. And um, that funny thought is a memory that you have from way back when, well, that memory was activated by that of your loved one, because they've got the same memory. And they're getting your laugh. They're getting your laugh about an experience that they want you to know that they clearly remember they had with you. And somehow in that experience that you're now re-remembering, in other words, you're recalling up the memory from within side of yourself from this experience, somewhere in there is your answer to the question that you asked them, or it's just simply a response to whatever it is you sent them in terms of whatever you said to them out loud, they're responding by literally helping to activate this memory that only you would know, a memory that the two of you shared together. And next thing you know, you're full back in the memory, like that quick, that quick. And you're having an experience. Maybe you're even getting a chuckle out of it if it's a funny memory. Or maybe it was a more moving memory where it emotionally moved you or whatever that might be. Maybe it inspired you, whatever it is. And all of a sudden you're feeling all that again. That's exactly what your loved one wants you to do because that was their response to whatever it was that you said out loud. So there's all these unique ways that are utilized as a way to communicate, quite frankly, on both sides of the veil. So I gave you one way here on this side of the veil, and of course, I gave you a way on the other side of the veil in how the communication can come from that side as well
0: oh it's just so fascinating i'm I'm really glad that rachel brought this question up and this experience because it opened memories up for myself and obviously for you and i'm sure it is for our listeners as well oh we could just go on and on i know we're out of time but i just really find this topic so intriguing and i have a feeling we will be revisiting it again
1: And if Mickey has a feeling, then you can pretty much go to the bank on it. We'll be revisiting it again.
0: (laughs) And for anybody who wants to check out more or on your experiences that you relate along with how, uh, this topic can af- af- impact, you know, destiny. That's what your focus of your coming book, transform your destiny is all about. And, um, there's some really incredible pieces in there m- several different times throughout the book on the topic of death. So, um, please check it out. Go to transformyourdestinybook.com and and you can get a download, a free sample of the book check out the table of contents. Uh, We also have some special offers for you in there. On the book, you can pre-order it there, which is uh, something you really wanna do because like I said, um, Dale's book, so the last book sold out like on the second day. So you wanna pre-order so you get your copy and then you can see all of this plus so much more. So I highly recommend you guys check out Transform Your Destiny at transformyourdestinybook.com. And Dale, thank you so much for this. I know it's crazy to say fun discussion about death, but it has been a fun discussion about this topic.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's, it, it and, and this is what it can be. Obviously, if we're just still in the, in the experience of somebody just having left our lives in this way, you know, there's going to be the grief. There's no question about it. That's all natural, perfectly expected, sure. and so on and so forth. But this is the upside. This is clearly upside to that experience um, that we all get to have at some point in our lives. Maybe we get to have it multiple times, depending on how large our family is or our circle of friends are or our community and so on and so forth. And so, you know, as I mentioned earlier on, the more we learn about this uh, while we're alive, the more we learn about this while we're alive in the here and now, um, then the more enrichment we will draw from this. And this, you know, will enrich us. Every time we open up, every time we open up, and, and this becomes the focus, the topic to focus on, it just it's always so enriching to everybody. And if somebody is going through a period of grieving, somehow these words or these types of teachings become more comforting, comforting to that person. It like I've had people say like, I don't know what this, I, I can't explain it. All I can tell you is like, I feel so nurtured by this. I feel so nurtured by this conversation right now, or I feel so nurtured by what you're sharing right now. Like it makes, so, and some people say, it just makes so much sense to me, but it's also so reassuring. And then they start to settle down, they calm down. Then they realize, you know what, this is all part of life. This is all part of life. It really is a beautiful thing, and when that happens, then yes, it most certainly, somebody can say and have their own experience where the, this was a lot of fun just to talk about
0: this. This was a lot of fun. It's very freeing to have right. this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> the
1: two, the two F words, right? Fun, <laughs> fun and freedom are fun. Fun, and...
0: fun, and freeing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I love it. Well, thank you for the wonderful journey uh, throughout the different things we touched on on this topic. And thank you, Rachel, for the great question and for sharing your incredible experience with us.
1: Yeah, that was awesome too. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel. And to you too, Mickey, for sharing what you shared as well about your own personal sacred experience that you had
0: Oh, thank you. Well, thank you for some shed- shedding some light on it because it's like, yeah, yeah it was, yeah, I still remember it like it was yesterday and that yeah. had to be over 10 years ago, you know? So so thank you for understand, helping me understand what that was.
1: You are welcome.
0: Very cool. Well, for those of you that have a question that's on your mind, no matter what it may be, please send it in to us at Ask Dale. Ask Dale at askdaleanything.com. That's askdale at askdaleanything.com. You can get your question answered and be entered into our ongoing bonus question giveaway. And you could win one of Dale's transformational courses just for sending your question in. So it's a win, 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 so winning all over the place. So anyway, thank you all so much for being with us today. And we look forward to our next topic with Dale. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. And if you found Dale's teachings helpful and you want to get more of them, then you might really like his free ebook that we have for you, 12 Simple Ways to Change Your Life in 30 Days. You can download it for free at dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. That's dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. In it, you'll find 12 simple ways, explained to you in exact step-by-step fashion, that will cause your life to move forward in the next month. Simply choose one of the practices, any one of them, do it for 30 days straight, and you'll see a new you begin to manifest. I am not kidding. Download your free copy today at d-a-l-e-h-a-l-a-w-a-y.com forward slash practices. Oh, and by the way, If you know anybody who might find this content helpful, please share it with them. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you next time.